0: Hey everyone, Steven and Jesse here. Hope you can hear me and hope you can hear Jesse. I think everything's working alright today. Uh, Welcome to another live chat. We're going to be talking WWE TLC, which included the uh, absolute uh, disintegration, incineration of the Fiend, however you want to say it. So that'll be a lot of fun talking about that. As always, if you have a super chat or you have any kind of donation, the donation link is in the description and um the super chat link works as always that gets your question answered that gets your statement comment anything you got read out if you have any thoughts on TLC if you got any thoughts on impact wrestling AEW their partnership anything going on with all that anything that has to do with independent wrestling even mixed martial arts or football let us know we are happy to talk about that with y'all and this is gonna be a pretty laid-back episode we're gonna talk TLC maybe some holiday stuff and uh and yeah we'll uh, we'll see how this goes so we'll just be uh be chillin', have a good day today. Thanks everyone for joining us once again. And we do have Jesse Davin once again, back on our own channel. How's it going, Jesse?
1: <laughs> I'm doing good, I'm doing good. Our doorbell just rang, so I was like, what the heck? <laughs> it was like really good timing, I thought it was my husband, but it wasn't. Um, doing good, I had to move um, my my podcasting area due to being very pregnant. <laughs> So now I'm in a chair, a comfy chair, in my living room instead of in an office. So, yep, yep. But I'm doing good, hanging in there. Um, ready for Christmas, ready for the holidays, and just ready to chill. How are you? Things
0: are uh, things are going. Uh, so Jesse knows this, and I haven't always really said much about it, but <coughs> my uh, my brother got COVID. Uh, he tested positive on Monday. Uh, so, think about him. He seems to be fine. He was just kind of really sick on Sunday, and since then he's seemed to be fine. I haven't been tested, but I have been quarantined the entire time, and I'm not going to be going anywhere for the next ten days. Uh, we pushed all of our family Christmas stuff until a week from a week from Sunday, so that we got plenty of time. And uh, my dad's negative as of now. My stepbrother's negative as of now. We're all together, so just is what it is. Uh, but uh, Jesse, I gotta let everybody know. Jesse here has reached out and asked me about he, how me and my brother are doing every day since Sunday. So uh, that's how good of a friend Jesse is, on and off screen. Me and her stay in touch a lot, and she's told me it's her, it's her motherly instincts to check in on us. It so is. that's it's much appreciated. Heart, heart, so, heart, heart.
1: Oh, it. like, 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 heart. I had to heart our chat. So. Oh well, that's. Um.
0: I mean. Good good call though. Yes, her.
1: but I yeah, seriously there's like a just when you become a mom and you start to like worry. Like, I love your positive message, but I need to be quiet. Um but yeah, it does, it worries me, especially with your brother and just everything and like your parents, you know, it's scary. So I just know that you you plus you, you live by yourself, you know. You gotta get checked in on.
0: Yeah, true. So
1: Yeah i
0: yeah. you're doing okay. your brother seems to be doing fine and your parents are doing okay. So thank God. Yeah, it's wild. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. We can have a whole podcast on that and like how just random it is. Who gets it? When? How? I mean, it's just, it's just, it's wild. For those of you who may be wondering, I've basically been quarantined the entire year. The only people who I've seen this entire year is basically like my family members. They come over for football and on Sundays, watch the Vikings. And there's usually like five of us together and that's it. That's the biggest gathering I've been around in a year. You know what I mean? So it's just, I've done pretty much everything I can, uh, you know, and stuff just happens. So it just is what it is. And we'll, uh, we'll see, but you know, this is what it's just funny. Cause it's like went this entire way. And then like right at the end, right. as like the vaccines rolling out and stuff. It's like, right. Oh, of course now, now people in my family oh. get it right at the end. You know, I know. So, but anyway, let's talk about wrestling. We don't have to talk about all that. Um, Let's pull this card up. So, (coughs) that is not COVID related. That is, uh, (laughs) it's related to something different. Fun related. Right. So, TLC, I mean, we're not going to go match by match here. I watched the whole show from start to finish. This was a really good show. For all the things that I've said about WWE, like heading into this, uh, one thing that we did say, though, that was true, was as bad as the stories have been, and as low as the raw ratings have been, and all that stuff, the WWE has done a good job of the pay per views delivering, mo- in most cases. I think that this was a really good show. I think the ending was absolutely hilarious, and we're gonna get to that. But like,
1: yeah, that was, <laughs> it was but like, yeah, it was a great show. Like, like you said, we've always said that anytime WWE has a pay-per-view where there's, like, no build, there's no excitement. Those end up being the best pay-per-views, and it was. It was really good.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Like, good matches from start to finish. Um, I think the booking as far as, like, the winners and losers was was all done pretty darn well, and they're setting up some stuff for the future, which could be pretty good, and, I mean... I I watched all of, you know, 10 minutes of Raw on Monday, and I know you didn't really watch the show either, so, like, we don't have a whole lot to say there, but I, I from what I've heard from, you know, people that I listen to that review it, it doesn't seem like Raw was really, like, TLC was apparently a really good, well, apparently, TLC I thought was a really good show, but it seems like they didn't really follow it up in a great way on Monday, but then again, that's just kind of par for the course right now with the WWE, their shows are just... I, outside, I'll say it a trillion times, and I'll I'll mention it again during the show when we talk about it. But like, for me, really, like outside of the Roman Reigns stuff, there just isn't a whole lot that really like captures my attention. And and when you have a, a brand split where Roman Reigns is only on SmackDown, and I'm usually doing something else on Fridays, even though I'm quarantined, that's usually when I'm either video editing or catching up on stuff on IWTV or they're premiering something on IWTV stuff that I'm basically preparing for so that I can review it on the weekend or on Sunday so i don't even get to really see that i really wish roman reigns was on raw so i could see him and i'd be way more interested in watching raw on mondays that's just me personally but you know it just is what it is right now yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) you are you all right
1: yeah she's uh Decided to uh, get out her like little mini camper, and it's like rolling it around the hardwood floors really loudly.
0: A mini camper, <laughs> mini like, camper, like a like
1: a Barbie camper
0: thing. What do you, I don't know what a camper like a tent?
1: No, like a a car.
0: Oh oh oh, gotcha. Yeah. I'm like thinking of going camping. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But I was agreeing with you
1: as it was like <laughs> <great noises. laughs> trying to mute my microphone.
0: <laughs> well. You know what? i said we weren't going to go match by match, but we might as well because, like, it won't take a really long time. And there is enough to talk about, I think, with these matches. Um, So the show started off. We had Big E, Daniel Bryan, Chad Gable, and Otis taking on King Corbin, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Seems like a whole lot of talent in this pre-show match. I mean, once again, I haven't been watching SmackDown, but, like, it was surprising to me to see Daniel Bryan on the pre-show when he's still obviously performing at a really high level. Big E won this match for the team and he's going to be getting a shot at Sami zane's intercontinental title on i think it's on christmas actually um and then uh i mean a lot of good a lot of good people here otis was just money in the bank and we're going to talk about that in a minute and shinsuke nakamura was the hottest thing in pro wrestling a handful years ago and now he's he
1: talking about that yeah
0: i mean he's still good but it is like part of that i think has to do with the get like the the he wears like the the Nightman, always sunny like full-on spandex deal now mm-hmm. he just doesn't does, it looks yeah. he doesn't look nearly as cool as he used to and he doesn't wrestle like he used to either cesaro though i had forgotten because it's been so long since i watched cesaro wrestle i completely He's forgot good. how amazing he is oh yeah i'm like i was watching him do his thing and i'm like i miss cesaro so much because i don't watch smackdown so like i never see him anymore um mm-hmm. and then king corbin is actually way better than what people give him credit for like He's not the best wrestler in the world, but he's 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 definitely not the worst wrestler on their roster either, by any stretch of the imagination. So, um, so anyway, I thought it was a good match, and there was a ton of good talent. Uh, what are your thoughts oh, on yeah. uh, the result, and what do you where do, who do you think wins uh, between Biggie and uh, and Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Title when that happens this week? Um, well, I'm not
1: going to do a prediction for that because someone spoiled it for me. So, oh, okay, please, well, Someone, like, straight up spoiled all of SmackDown because they said I deserved it, so I'm not going to do any predictions for SmackDown. just because.
0: <laughs> wait, um, wait, hold on. Hold on a second. So somebody, like, messaged you, like, hey, fuck you, this is what happens on SmackDown. And they
1: tagged me. They straight up ta- oh, like, it was a whole debacle. It was so dumb. And then they tried to say that, like, I bullied their sister and to... Because they posted a, a Team Up North a gif, apparently, like, I made all of my followers attack this person and told them to, you know end themselves you know what I mean uh, and I was like um oh my god no I was like tell please tell me who it was please tell me like please tell me who these people were that were attacking me and I will report them and call them out and they were like no I was just proving a point I've already proved my point and I'm like been sitting I've been thinking of like I spent all morning trying to get information from this person like oh well I deleted my old Twitter that was on I'm like well tell me what the tweet was that I posted and I'll and I'll go look I mean you can still look that stuff up and they're like no you can't I just don't know it's, it's so stupid so anyways it was so dumb. I'm like, please, please stop. This is so annoying. And then they, like, their whole podcast called me a bunch of names and it was stupid. It was dumb.
0: Yeah, it <laughs> so dumb. sounds like a... <laughs> it. Was just stupid. Anyway, And they spoiled SmackDown um, for you.
1: Yeah, but you know what? Whatever. Thanks for allowing me to spend time with my family, so I appreciate
0: it. Yeah. I mean, um, I wasn't going to watch anyway, so it really, really doesn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like it. I mean. Anyway. Yeah, I don't. Well, okay. my my
0: prediction—you don't have to confirm or deny this. You can okay. not react at all. I I assume biggie's is going to win the belt because it is like a big like the big yay for the holidays kind of moment. Biggie, I think, deserves it. But I'll also say, Sami Zayn is is great. Like his so his character and him as the champion. Mm-hmm. I I really like what he's doing right now. So like personally, right. I I'm okay with either guy as the champion. And then again. That's a whole other conversation. I don't really outside of Roman Reigns' Universal title because he's so fucking good right now. I don't care really who holds any of the other titles. It's different than like in AEW. I really care like who each champion is because they've done a really good job of. Great job. Um. And by the way, this isn't WWE exclusive. Same with like Impact Wrestling. They hot potato their title titles way more than I would like, and it it, it devalues their titles So it isn't just the WWE. But the my point is. At the end of the day, I don't really care who the IC champion is, but I really like Sami Zayn as a champion, and it's pretty yeah. clear It's pretty clear they want to push Big E in 2021, so this would probably be a pretty good start, if that is what yeah.
1: happens. Yeah, I mean, I like both of them. I think that they're really... I mean, obviously, you know, you've got Big E, who's just split up from the New Day, who kind of needs to find himself, I guess. And you've, Of course, you've got Sami Zayn, who's got this hilarious character. He's got a new shirt. He's got this whole... <laughs> Gimmick going on. It would be kind of ridiculous if he lost the title. Then it's like, okay, now what? You know, it's kind of like if he's just going to fade into obscurity. So it would be better if Sammy saved what it. But then again, it makes sense for Big E also it too. So who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, I sure don't know. But well, no, you.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, who knows? You do know. <laughs> who knows? I'm just who trying knows? to
1: be all K-fame. Who knows? I guess you just have to tune in to SmackDown on Friday. Yeah. Um, but this match yeah this match was like i had fun it was a fun match sometimes i always worry in matches with a bunch of people that are really talented that it'll just get kind of like and this is like a this is kind of a knock on AEW. AEW does that where they'll have like a big huge multi-man match with all these incredibly talented people and it just kind of it doesn't work but this worked this really worked so this is fun this is a great and it's, it's a shame it was on like the pre-show the kickoff show or whatever they call it and it kind of did make me a little bit sad because like seeing all these amazing talented people but at least they've got a spot on the show so i guess i can't be that mad but it was fun it's a great way to start off the show like i it really did kind of set the tone for what the show was for me which was great i really really enjoyed this entire pay-per-view i really did i had a lot of fun it's
0: yeah. good yeah, I I echo all that, and it's one of those things too. Like to be fair, because I I'm with you, especially when I saw all these... because I didn't know this was the pre show match. I turned on WWE Network. Uh, I forgot there was even a pre show. I just turned it on early, and I was like, oh, <clears throat> there's a all these guys are pretty great. Like this is pretty good. How are the how is this not on the pay per view? But then when you look at how the pay per view kind of unfolded, it's like what could you really knock off in place of this kind of thing? You know what I mean? So it's it, I give them I'll give. You know what i mean it's just kind of all those people deserve yeah, to be on the pay-per-view yeah. for sure but yeah well, so did everything else on this show to be fair it, it all wound yeah. up being good the the uh the opening match we had joe drew, <laughs> joe we had drew mcintyre uh defeating yeah. aj styles <laughs> and uh the miz wound up cashing in money in the bank uh, i think the story they're going with right now is that morrison cashed it in cashed so in. miz
1: i think he got it back
0: oh did he get it back i, I don't know, know i thought
1: well i wasn't really paying attention at all. Oh watching Monday Night Football uh, but apparently I, someone said that The Miz got it back because because The Miz did not technically cash it in so I don't know maybe
0: yeah um, I mean I think this match was really good uh, what do you think about the match and what do you think about Drew McIntyre retaining the belt here
1: well it made sense to have Drew McIntyre retain. I think we all kind of knew that that was going to happen I really did want to see Kevin Owens win
0: or it AJ was, Styles
1: Oh, yeah, AJ, sorry, the other one. Um, yeah, AJ Styles. I I think I picked AJ Styles just for fun. You fine. did, yep. Yeah, and, um, but this match was really good. I was like, this is the opener. These guys are, I mean, my God, all these guys, even like the Miz, like, really put their bodies through it. Like, holy smokes, there were some amazing spots in this match. Like, and Miz gets put through a table on the outside, right? Or it was like a ladder or a table. I think it was a table. And he's like his arm is like shaking, and I know the Miz is like a really good seller and he's like an actor or whatever. But I thought he was really hurt, like, they all put their body through it, and I just really appreciated it. I thought this was a great match. I was shocked that this was the opener. Like, I was like, oh no, maybe the Miz will cash in later. Like, I don't know. But he cashed in, I guess it was more, and it made it really fun. There were actually points in this match where I actually thought that Kevin Owens could win it, and I actually thought the Miz could win it. There were a lot of times in this match where...
0: AJ Styles? Yeah,
1: I see Kevin Owens. I'm wearing and a he... Kevin
0: Owens shirt, too, for, yes, to be fair. Good. And he also, <laughs> yes. of course, was in a TLC match that we're going to be talking about yes, later. Sorry. So, I mean, it's all it's a it's an easy mistake.
1: Yeah. AJ Styles. Like, there were times when I thought it could happen. And, I, and it happened in the other match, too, with Kevin Owens. Like, this match was so fun. Did you see on Monday the big mark that AJ Styles had on his face? I didn't. He had, like, a big red mark on his face. I was like, ah. So, like, they were all hurting. This was fun. I really liked it. I would have liked to see AJ Styles win, but it makes sense for Drew McIntyre to win, so I'm not too mad at it. And the failed cash-in, I guess it doesn't matter now if the Miz is Excuse me, I have heartburn. <laughs> if it doesn't matter if the Miz is getting his Money in the Bank briefcase back, if that happens, but it's like if if he doesn't, like the Money in the Bank briefcase is just meaningless, at least for the men. Like this is like what the fourth time, third or fourth time there's been a fail of cash in as of late. Like nothing's ever going to top Seth Rollins' cash in.
0: True. True. Yeah, the I'm only other kidding. one that even comes close. Well. The original I, I totally agree. I think that was the best one ever. Main event of WrestleMania. Seth Rollins' first win pins Roman Reigns when no one wanted Roman to win that match with Brock, like that for for sure number one for me too. And they've had a couple other like really good ones. Like the original one with Dolph Edge. Ziggler. The Dolph Ziggler Edge. one was probably my second favorite uh, under yeah. the um that was the night after WrestleMania. that was the poppy that was the biggest pop he's gotten That's in his career. Ever. Yeah. yeah,
1: then uh Dean Ambrose is a good one too.
0: Yeah, when he cashed in after Rollins beat Reigns. So all three of the yeah. Shield members were WWE champion within the same night, which is kind of crazy. That um marriage. Been... When I think part of the problem, too, at the moment is, like, why... Because, uh, I mean, The Miz himself had a decent cash-in on Randy Orton like 10 years ago or whatever it was. I was living in Orlando, Florida at the time. Like, that's how long ago that was. And, like, the I just don't get that... It's one of these things where, like, the ratings are lower than they've ever been, right? And, like, the interest is lower than it's ever been. And AEW is, like, is, like, I don't even know how to say Stealing isn't the right word because they're earning it. But a lot of our demographic of fans are literally, like, they're just not watching Raw anymore. And they are watching Dynamite. Yeah. So all these things are happening. And your idea, whoever's idea it is, is, like... I mean, Vince at the end of the day, ultimately, yeah. he's sitting there going, all right, who's a hot, new, fresh superstar that, you know, we can really, you can really draw the people in. Who's going to really interest you? Like some guy, you know, make the champion maybe. And like, it's like, how do you come up with the, the Miz though? Like, like I like the Miz as much as anyone else. I've been a supporter there of has. his since the real world. Like, like I, I've shown the merchandise yeah, I've had you before. Had the,
1: you had the hat and that stuff on, yeah. I,
0: I have his merch from before he was even in the WWE. Like, when he was training at UPW, I was following his career then. Yeah. Like, I'm a supporter of his... I was at WrestleMania 27 when he retained the belt in the main event. I was, like, cheering for him to beat John Cena. Like, I... Like... But it's 2020, and you have one of the best rosters in history... Signed to the WWE right now between NXT, NXT UK, Raw, and SmackDown, and 205 Live. If you count that separately, you have so much damn talent, and so a lot of it's young, and a lot of it's unexposed to like mainstream, uh, you know, fans for the most part. Like a lot of the people, even on like an NXT level, uh, especially in NXT UK or 205 Live, that most Raw and SmackDown fans still probably don't really know about. You have all these people like ready to go, and you're going back to the Miz like. Well, how, I, I I can't think of a less interesting person to have the 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 briefcase than him. To be honest,
1: I wonder if it's I was you know you're you're talking about that and it's, it, it, you're it's, you're right. I wonder if it has to do with the, there's no fans, and I wonder if they're like saving like a push for Otis or somebody or somebody new for when there's actually fans because we've talked about before how it's really difficult for. Any wrestling company right now with no fans In attendance to kind of gauge what their Audience is liking because the audience audiences the, the crowds the live crowds are usually Your kind of your meter You know yeah and I Maybe that's it I don't know Like
0: I mean like that's guys. A good point though like,
1: okay the and, Really
0: well it's a good Point though because we talked about that especially With retribution over the past months is like you couldn't have gotten away with that story with fans because they would have the crowd would have literally been laughing as they were doing like the fake chainsaw and all that shit like (laughs) and like throwing the second cinder block through an already broken door like like the fans would have been laughing and like they would have had to completely it would have been kind of similar to the dark order the only difference is yeah. AEW heard the complaints about the Dark Order and then changed the way the Dark Order is presented. And now they're actually, they're one of my favorite parts of AEW. I know not everyone loves them, but I, I do. Like, and I didn't at first. And I have no faith that the WWE would have would have fixed that situation. It would have just been like, okay, everyone's laughing at our top heels. Um, They're not on the show anymore. All right, what do we have next? You know what I mean? So, yeah, who fucking knows? But uh, but yeah, one other thing I'll mention about this match before we move on, Omis, I've said it before and I'll say it again: if this guy can even wrestle a little bit, put the world title on him. Like I, I know there's people that are like, why would you do that? He's probably green. He's probably gonna hurt people and blah blah blah. And they put the belt on Great Khali and that sucked. It's like I agree with all the, I agree with all these things. But you know what else was really good? Back in the nineties back in 1995 in particular, around the time that I started really watching wrestling like every week and was like super into it, there was a guy who we had never seen wrestle before, who was humongous, who in his first match ever beat Hulk Hogan for the WCW world title. And that guy was the giant. And now, you know, obviously he's the big show and, you know, whatever. And he's been around forever at this point, One of the best big men in wrestling history. And when he, I mean, now granted, I don't know what all Omas can do. I don't know how athletic he is, but I can tell just by the way he moves, he moves around better than the great colleague does for sure. Like as far as like just much more mobile. And that's something where you see that a lot in sports, Um, like basketball players like Sean Bradley and even guys like Yao Ming and stuff, they're usually really injury prone because they, they, their limbs just can't take the, the, the mass basically. And there were some people that, you know, like Shaq, for instance, that were able to, like, fight, you know, just work through it and, and be amazing. and so, Icy
1: Hot, the power of Icy Hot, man.
0: Exactly, yes. <laughs> and he probably did a little Shaq fool on the side. <clears throat> and, uh, and yeah, so it's one of these things where, like, I can tell Omis moves around, at, at the very least, better than the great Khali did. So I don't really want to hear that comparison. Call um, Khal- And all Khali did in the ring was was chops. That's all he did was chop people in the head. Like that's this whole thing and just didn't fall over and sell for stuff. So my point is if Ole can wrestle at all, the reason I would push him so heavily is because at the very least, the WWE can market somebody in commercials and stuff where you see him and you're like, and they're like, Hey, this is our, our next, not like our, the next big thing. Cause they played the, that to death with Brock Lesnar, but like this is a guy y'all never seen before. He's probably in his he's probably in his twenties, probably like in his early mid-20s, I would guess. He's like a young, new guy that y'all haven't seen before, that's completely unbeatable. And that's like that's interesting. At the very least, someone might tune in going, Okay, I didn't like seeing the Miz and I was tired of seeing uh, you know, this or that on the show, but like, who the hell is this guy they're talking about? Because that guy is humongous. Like I think that would I think that would get fans yeah. interested.
1: He's 26.
0: That's a great age to be, in, right? He's mm-hmm. he's and he's going to keep getting better if he can stay uninjured. He won't even hit his prime until probably he's 30 or so. So that's good. That's really good to hear. So anyway, I'm really big on him, even though I don't know much about how he can wrestle. He's moving around pretty decently, and for him to be associated with AJ Styles, you can tell. At some point, the story will probably be AJ Styles is the champion and Omis trying to get the belt from him, or vice versa. Maybe Omos, it's it, it has.
1: Yeah, I would love to see that. It, it ha- be good.
0: Yeah, it has it has Diesel and Shawn Michaels written all over it. Like that whole that whole story is basically what I see with this. AJ Styles is bigger bodyguard eventually starts taking the spotlight. AJ Styles and Shawn Michaels parallel a lot with a lot of things like style-wise and age-wise and stuff and all that, like in wrestling. And I think it I think it just... Anyway, I think it could be a home run if they play it right. Uh, moving on, we have... I
1: agree.
0: Yes. Yeah. Both looking forward to that. Moving on, we have Sasha Banks and Carmella. Uh, Sasha Banks retains the belt, uh, her SmackDown Women's Championship. I had never seen Reginald... Thomas before that her her wine uh, friend or I I I don't know like and I've never sommelier.
1: seen
0: a Oh, is that what it's called?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not a, I'm not a, my, a sophisticated.
1: Was trained to become a sommelier, so that's the reason why I know what a sommelier okay, is.
0: Fair enough. I did drink some Manischewitz wine over Hanukkah last nice. week
1: Nice, so... happy belated Hanukkah. It's over now, but.
0: Well, thank you. Um <laughs> Merry, Merry, Early Merry Christmas.
1: Yes.
0: Um, so, uh, but it's wild because, like, I somehow had never seen him on the indies or NXT or, like, I don't know who this guy is. Like, that's pretty fucking rare for me. Like, usually I've at least seen them somewhere before I see them on WWE TV. I had no idea who this guy was. Um, I think Carmella looked really good. Like, she was way better than the last time I've watched hey. her wrestle. Um, what did you think about yeah. this match and, uh, Sasha getting the win?
1: This was the best match of Carmella's career, by far. This was really good. Like, she looked awesome in this match. And I mean, Sasha Banks looked incredible, too. Dr. Yep. You in the match? No, you weren't in the match. But I'm sure you would have looked incredible. Mm-hmm. I know. Can I point No. But I really did like this match. It was really fun. It lasted a really long time, I felt like. How long did
0: it last? 12 minutes So not super long But there was a lot It was like the whole But the whole match Was pretty much like Action from start to finish
1: Yeah and it ended It it ended clean In the middle of the ring Carmella tapped out To the bank statement And I It was good It was really good The small EA guy Stop The small EA guy Kind of Didn't get too involved in it I mean he was kind of Oh no yeah he did I thought it was A healthy amount of Interference That ended up not damaging the match which i appreciated so i like i said i really really enjoyed this match a lot
0: yeah i thought it was really good as well like you said sasha banks looked great as she always does it's good to see her getting like an actual title run like she's defending the belt a couple times so that's good and like i said and like you said Carmella's is looking i mean she's always looked physically great like but in the ring i've had some questions about her uh, over the years and this this was a good showing so i mean uh and this is really good for the WWE and SmackDown right now in particular because uh, Carmella, like, if she can go like this in every match going forward. I mean, granted, Sasha Banks is, like, the top of the top. Um, but Carmella, you have yourself there like a new real player in, like, the main event women's scene, which is, you know, she's been the champion before, but it was, like, kind of like a fluke, money-in-the-bank type run before um, now she looks legitimate, and and she can get the help from that. Uh, what do you call him? Sommelier? Is that what you're saying? Sommelier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has. She can get help from that sommelier. Um, so, she just start bashing wine glasses over people's heads. Whack. That'd be good.
1: Oh yeah. Well, she was uh, smashing bubbly on Sasha Banks that one before the show on the Go Home Show.
0: Oh, see, I once again I didn't see that, but. A lot of this would have made a lot more sense if I watched SmackDown. So, I mean, to be fair, I'm not watching the weekly show, so. Um. It was
1: really good, though. Props to both these women. People need to not sleep on Carmella. She's actually really good. Um, her entrance is kind of weird. I don't really get it, but I don't know. Over. <laughs> I mean, if I had a body like that, if I had a body like that, I guess I'd show it off, too. So what am I saying? It just kind of reminds me of, like, Emma, Lena, and Lana, which are both, like, things that i don't want to be reminded about
0: yeah so, emelina like, god that was a botch all around
1: what are you of, and it's like i it's carmella
0: mella <laughs> is fine. money
1: i know i miss that but i guess that was kind of a dead meme anyway so
0: shout out Corey graves good work there bud um, yeah
1: <laughs> i was like this is like a dream come true i was like Corey, you go home to her every night
0: it's funny listening to him on commentary during our matches.
1: Yeah, he's, he's just a though.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Um, moving on, we had the Hurt Business win the Raw Tag Team Championships, the combination of Cedric Alexander and Sheldon Benjamin defeating the New Day Kingston and Woods. So we have new champions. I was wrong about this prediction, but I was, as I said in my in the prediction podcast. My mind was saying New Day because of how often they win these types of big matches, but personally, I wanted to see the Hurt Business win, so I'm very happy to see this. And it was interesting because the end of the match, Cedric Alexander tagged himself in, and you could tell Shelton Benjamin was like, "What the hell, man!" Like there was maybe going to be like some issue there, but then Cedric runs over to, can't remember if it was Woods or Kingston, but he throws him up in the lumbar check, gets the one, two, three, and wins the belts and. Uh, Cedric Alexander's aggression which was like I guess kind of the story going into this it worked to their advantage and him being more aggressive actually led to them winning the belts so the Hurt Business now holds the tag team titles and the US title of course Bobby Lashley being that champion uh, MVP, a great mouthpiece and manager and sometimes wrestler for them I think the Hurt Business is looking great and I love the result of this match Uh, what did you think about this matchup and the Hurt Business uh, being the new champs?
1: I loved it I enjoyed it. I think it makes sense for the Hurt Business. I love what the Hurt Business is doing right now. It totally made sense for them to win. New day. Love you guys, but it was time. It was time for the Hurt Business to kind of get take that next step into being a true dominant force in the WWE within the WWE. And it was awesome. I loved it. I loved it. I love that really cool picture that they have now where like, they've all got their hands on MVP, and he's like sitting in a chair. Have you seen that?
0: Yeah. Really nice. Oh, really it's good so stuff.
1: Cool. Oh, it's so cool. They are just, they are so cool. Her business is so awesome. I think, like, this is the best thing that could have happened to, like, any of those guys. I know we were kind of talking about would it be okay if, um, if, oh, my was tripping. If, uh, Bobby Lashley went on like an independent run, but I think this is great for Bobby Lashley because he's not really good on the mic and you don't have to speak. You don't have to talk. You don't have to do anything. He kind of had Leo rush for a while. I think this is great. I love this. I'm looking forward to this. And like I said, it would have been really cool if we would have had like undisputed era, all the gold. This is her business, all the gold. That would have been a really fun match.
0: That, that would be really good. That'd be really interesting. I'd like to see that a lot. The, yeah. And like you said, the kind of the issues, the thing with Bobby Lashley is like, so even when he was in like impact wrestling, cause he had a really good run with the impact world title before he resigned with WWE. And a lot of people were really, really high on Bobby Lashley. And in the ring, I always have been with those people, but him on the microphone, it just doesn't work for me. It never has. Um, I'll never forget one of the first times I heard him speak. He was cutting a promo on Finley on, like, SmackDown in, like, the early 2000s. And and he was like, you say your name is Finley and you love to fight. Well, I say your name is Finley and you're a bastard. And I was like, what? Like that's oh, no. what this guy sounds like. Like you look at him and you're like, <laughs>
1: yeah, you think it's going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause, yeah
0: Cause even, even Brock has kind of like a higher, a higher voice than like you What's might that? expect. Well, I think it has a little something to do with a little something. So yeah, might be getting that. pumped in, but, uh, but, uh, but it's one of those things where it's like Leo rush was amazing as his manager. Cause the other thing with Leo rush is he's like the best wrestler in the ring in the world also. So like, you had a lot of possibilities there with that um and then mvp with with lashley it works really really well for the same reasons like and that was my one knock on lashley and impact and stuff because he he would cut a lot of the promos himself and i'd be like this just doesn't sound good like this is the one thing holding this guy back is this and then every now and then they would bring other people in um like Dan Lambert who runs American top team where he fights out of like, they did a story with him and like Colby Covington and these other fighters and stuff and King Mo and these guys. Anyways, the point being, I'm hundred percent with you. I think Lashley needs a manager. And if they keep on this route, like if he, what they should do with him is he should just keep destroying people with the U S title on the line. He doesn't defend it that often anymore, but he should, at least to my knowledge, but he should just keep defending that belt And what should happen, I think, is if he stays undefeated for a while, when Brock Lesnar comes back, I feel like they'll do Brock and Roman at some point, like like as with Brock as the babyface. But we've never gotten that big Brock Lesnar Bobby Lashley match. Like it's never happened. And if Lashley can just like stay undefeated with this title for a long time, they can do like a champion versus champion thing or something where i don't know if they because lashley is finally in my opinion he's finally being built to the point where like him and brock i think would be really good if he keeps winning uh with especially with the hurt business being involved so we'll uh we'll see where that all heads but a lot of good stuff there
1: i i know is brock do we know if brock's gonna come back or not
0: I mean, I'd imagine he will. I, to my knowledge, he's not signed anywhere right now. Um, I know the UFC is interested, <clears throat> but I don't know. It, with him, it's tough because he's gonna need a crowd there to come back to the UFC because of the way that their pay per view points and uh, and uh, live gate and all that factors in. So, um, similar to Conor McGregor, like they're probably not gonna have fans for Conor. They might, um, but it's just one of those things where Brock's not going to be there with, with that fans because of the way their business works. Um, with, I, I would imagine AEW has reached out like, and I don't ever think we'll see Brock in AEW, but if we did, that would be fucking humongous. Um, was that to, oh, that was that to Scarlett? The, okay. Yeah, I, want, I want to make sure she couldn't hear me. I'm like, we were cussing up a storm. Okay. Um, But uh, but so I think like Brock would be. I think the biggest thing that that AEW could do would be to sign John Cena. Like if he wasn't like signed at the moment, I would literally. Oh my
1: god! Get out of here! I I would never. I
0: would offer him everything. I'd be like, "Yo, we're willing to cut half our roster to get you over here." Like, like that would be. That
1: would be, like,
0: whoa! That That would be that would be Hogan jumping to WCW. That would be massive um don't think it's gonna happen just be kind of fan because i would love to see it happen as an aew fan but uh but yeah i don't know what i don't know currently what's going on with brock i'd imagine they're waiting the on the wwe for for fans or maybe closer to wrestlemania and like it wouldn't one billion percent shock me to see brock in aew because tony Khan definitely has the money but she has such a sweet setup with the W to only wrestles a few times a year, gets paid like five mil, and like gets his own transportation, and his own locker room, and everything. Like, you know, I like why would he do anything else? You know?
1: Yeah, I know. It 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 just would, it seems like it'd be very like anti AEW to have Brock there though. Like it's like everything ADA doesn't stand
0: for. But it depends on how they, how they work it because he wouldn't yeah, have the same true. kind of leverage that he does in the WWE. He'd have to come over and actually play ball with these people. Like him and him and Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania sucked because he didn't oh, want to do anything. Really but yeah. if you did, but if you did Brock Lesnar versus John Moxley in AEW, where he had to play ball with everyone else, that would be, that could be really, really good um but would he and why why would he that's kind of what i'm saying right it's like it's like he doesn't have to in the wwe just gets whatever he wants in the wwe gets paid the most out of everybody everybody doesn't have to hardly ever work always is the champion or around the title like why would he do anything else you know um and gavin thank you for the super chat i'm just now uh noticing that
1: thank you so much gavin
0: yes if you want to go ahead and read that jesse unless there's something going on your end right now Okay, let me read that out for you, Gavin. Thank you very much for the super chat. It says, uh, this is from Gavin Forrest. Um, spelled F-O-R-R-E-S-T, which I think is the same way as Forrest Griffin, I think. It uh, says, hey, what's up? I'd like to get both your opinions on Ziggler. Any chance of him getting that main title, if even transitional, or has that ship sailed? Gavin, unfortunately for you, but I think that ship has sailed. Um, they, He's at a level where at any point he could be the champion. Like... If they were in a pinch and they need it, and like like a main event fell through, or like a big COVID outbreak or something, and Ziggler was available, he could be in in that kind of spot. I think because he's definitely talented enough still at this at this point. The kind of issue I have was Z- no, it's not even an issue that I have with Ziggler. Um, something I think is worth mentioning about Ziggler is, so he was one of these guys who for for years it seemed like was on the internet and kind of complaining about not being the champion and and not being used better and he's gone out and done like comedy on his own and done other things and and at the end of the day though he keeps re-signing with the wwe he's had multiple chances at this point to be a free agent and he could have very easily went the cody Rhodes route when cody did like at that same time, he could have went out to the Indies. He probably would have been in the Bullet Club. He probably would be a part of All In, and he probably would have been, you know, in AEW and doing big things right now. Um, but he decided to resign, and the and it's one of those things where, like, as a fan, it's a little frustrating. But what are his motivations? Like, he makes really, really good money. He his, he's been there so long. He's probably at like the one of the top tiers of, of money makers in the whole company he's well-respected um he obviously gets along with the people he works with um and he's been there a long time you know it's like he's just a he's just a part of the system though at this point point. and i think he's more of like a mid-card guy they do a lot of tag team stuff with him bobby Roode. um so it's just one of those things where could he be the champion again sure but i don't i think the ship has sailed for the most part i don't think we're going to be seeing him as like the top guy over the next five years or anything like that nothing along those lines um, but once again, if, if he's getting what he wants out of being in the WWE, that's on him and that's great. Like if I don't I just don't you know, whatever is helping him and his family and every everything else is, is what's most important. But you know, I think he would have I think had he left WWE around the time Cody did when he was disgruntled and did his own thing, the offers from the WWE would have been a lot higher to come back and they would have probably had to use him as a main event guy. So there's a lot of there's a lot of factors to it.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, we kind of talked about it. Can you
0: hear me? Um, I could for a second. You just cut out. Sorry, Jesse's uh, technical issues for those listening to the audio version of this.
1: Okay, is that
0: better? Yes. Okay, sorry. Um,
1: So we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. We are talking about how dollars, dollars cash in was like, Probably like the top moment of his career. And and I, I don't know. I don't really see him being a world champion. He's always going to be a great wrestler. And like you've made a really a lot of really good points. He could have gone the Cody Rhodes route. He could have done a bunch of other things. But he signed with WWE. And I think that honestly, you know, he's kind of trying to, he's trying other things. He's trying comedy. He's trying, he's kind of putting his wheelhouse, I don't know, whatever that term is. And, but he's always still going to have wrestling to come back to. And I feel like right now for him, to me, it seems like it's just kind of, you know, his, his guarantee. His kind of, you know, I, I know I can do this. I don't really care that I'm going to be a mid-carder, but I'm going to get paid. And I can still go out and do what I want to do and in any other company. I don't think I could do that. I don't know if he could ever be world champion again. I mean, you never know. Never say never. I mean, he's still definitely got the talent. Sure. But I think that his ship has sailed i really do
0: yeah thank
1: you so much gavin like we really appreciate the super chat a lot
0: yes thank you very much gavin and he said uh, i appreciate the detailed response my man oh he said that before you were able to give your response but thank you gavin uh yeah and that's we appreciate the super chats that's what we we will always do that any amount that you send us we will make sure to give you the best uh response we possibly can when we answer your questions or um you know if you have anything you want us to shout out or something just uh you know, we appreciate that, so we, we do our best to give you your money's worth, the best we can. Um, what was next? We had Oscar and Charlotte Flair, who was the mystery partner, taking on or winning the uh, the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship belts from Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. So I think a lot of people, at least from what I had seen, it, it seems like a lot of people expected this to be Charlotte. Um, so I don't think it was too much of a, of a surprise, but I mean, Charlotte's still looking very good. I don't know. And this isn't like, I don't mean this to come off negatively. I don't, did she get work done? Like, did she get something done with her chest or her face or both? Because she de- She looks a little different than the last time I'd seen her. Um, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. For anyone who could hear that, Jesse's got some stuff going on in her end right now. Just unmute whenever you're able to i can I can go for now, um but oh,
1: I'm good she's just she's throwing a fit right now, but yeah, oh. it does definitely look like and this is no knock to her, I mean she looks fantastic, but she um her face did look a little different, like it looked, but you know what it could have been she does look like she's lost a little bit of weight, yeah, like she looks, she looks like really good she looks amazing, and this is like just an observation. I think like... Because, like Roman reigns, for instance, his face looks different edge like his face looks really different like and i don't know if it's because i have an eating disorder and i'm in recovery and i'm more aware of things like this but you when you like cut a lot of weight and you gain a lot of muscle and you lose a lot of fat your face changes yeah like the fat on your face kind of goes away too like and so it, it did kind of seem like that
0: you and see like it in, it by the way you see that in mma fighters often people yeah. who get they get on the scale after a bad weight cut and their face looks completely different
1: yeah it's definitely, it definitely does happen. And it's happened with me too. Like my face changes with my weight. And so I think that was it, but she did look really like, she did look a lot different. And I mean, like like I said, that's not a knock on her, but it was like, Whoa, she just looked, um, she looked well rested. She did <laughs> like, like that. And, um, uh, but she did great. I know a lot of people probably hated this. Like, cause you know, she comes back and she's like put to the top. I kind of have a problem with it solely because of poor Lana being put through literally tables <laughs> table every week. She becomes the sole survivor by sitting on the edge of the ring crying, like just looking just so pathetic. And, it, so and she lame. has this beautiful, she has this lovely um, WWE Chronicle where she's talking about, how she went through all the cyberbullying and goes through all the cyberbullying and how horrible it is. And everyone's like, oh my god, I had no idea. And everyone's like, oh, sympathy for Lana. And now she's just gone. She got hurt and Charlotte's there and now Charlotte's a champion. And poor Lana just gets put on the back burner again. It's like, so I do have a kind of a problem with that. But the match itself was good. The storyline just kind of made me sad. <laughs>
0: So yeah, that's stuff we've talked about over the last few weeks, the whole Lana thing, and I'm with you there hundred percent. I've made my my thoughts on that pretty clear. If y'all want more detailed thoughts on like how bad I think the whole Lana storyline's been for pretty much everyone involved, y'all can listen to previous episodes. Um but what I will what I will say is this I really, really like Charlotte coming back and immediately being the top one of the top people and holding a belt because that's what her gimmick is, and that's what it should be. Like she is, Definitely. she's the she's the top. She's the queen. She's the, I mean, at any point she can become the the women's champion. At any point she can be the tag she's team champion. Threat
1: champions. at all times.
0: At all times, even in this past WrestleMania, when everyone thought it was like a, a layup of a prediction to take Rhea Ripley over over Charlotte for the NXT title, Charlotte gets the job done. Like you're. That and even uh, before that, I guess it was a year or two before that um, when she beat. We were both there, I think. At least I was. I think that was in that was in New Orleans. She yeah. Beat, she beat Oscar for the to break her that's streak. That's
1: why she broke the streak. I forgot about that. Yes.
0: But and at the time, I was kind of like, damn. I wanted the streak to keep going because I really like Oscar as well. But when that's,
1: an, that's interesting that that has not been like brought up between these two.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it, I mean, Oscar's obviously I mean, lost a bit since then, so it's really yeah. kind of, but but it's one of those things where like, and when I look at a lot of the stuff in hindsight, I, I like it, because I look back at Charlotte's legacy, and I'm like, not only is it the fact that she's going to hold more world titles than anyone mm-hmm. in history, including her own dad, uh, obviously different titles, but you know what mm-hmm. I mean, and... When you look back, she's gonna be the one who 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 beat Rhea Ripley at Mania for the NXT belt. She's gonna be the one that broke Oscar's streak. She's gonna be one of the people that started the women's evolution. She's gonna be the for one of the you know women who was in the first ever uh, female main event of WrestleMania. Like, and you look at all. It, so on top of just all the title reign, she's gonna have all this other stuff on her legacy. And I think it's I think it's okay to already be talking about her as one of the best women's wrestlers ever. Like, I know she hasn't been around super long, but I really think based on her, and in her in-ring work is very good. It is it isn't like she's being pushed just because of her name. That's part of it, and that's part of why she got some of the opportunities she got when she did. But what people don't realize about these second and third generation wrestlers is a lot of the time you get the foot in the door, but it is twice as hard to keep your position in the company because everyone is looking for that that reason to be like you're only here because of your dad or your mom and she has masterfully you know uh, carved out a, an amazing career for herself and it, and it's just a cherry on top that her dad is rick flair like it just adds to it but it doesn't make her so um and then all that being said like i think asuka's amazing i think she's also one of the best female wrestlers in the world right now um I want to see them do more with Shayna Baszler because I think she's still great, and there's a lot they they're missing with her. Nia, I got not a whole lot of time for, but at some point, I I'd imagine at WrestleMania it'll just be Nia Jackson, Lana, and Lana will finally put it through her through a table or something. I mean, and that'll be like the big payoff. That'll off. be interesting. But that, but like we've said before, then what? So now Lana's your like your next big star. Big baby who face. Yeah, who was crying on the ring steps? I mean. Oh. I feel so bad for her. I'm mm-hmm. the winner. I win. I'm the winner. Oh my god! You stood on the fucking ring steps crying because you got bullied too badly in a wrestling match by your own teammates. All right. Um. After that, we had my match of the night. This was awesome. Roman Reigns defeating Kevin Owens. TLC match. Uh, this was basically a handicap match because Jey Uso kept getting involved. The one knock I have on this match, the only knock at all, is I know Daniel Bryan has been having a thing with, like, a feud with Jey Uso, and he's been kind of a team with Kevin Owens. Like, why did he not come out and help? Like, why did nobody come out and help? Um, I know Owens has tried to explain that on social media, but, like, it still doesn't add up. Like, Daniel Bryan should have come out to help him, but at the end of the day... I thought this match was really awesome. It was great storytelling. Roman Reigns winning is the right call. Uh, he's the best thing going in WWE right now. He's the best thing going in WWE in the last... His current character is the best thing the WWE has done since Daniel Bryan's big WrestleMania 30 moment and stuff, in my opinion. I mean, this is this is awesome stuff. Um, and it went 25 minutes long. Uh, I, I loved it from sorry, I thought this was great. I completely forgot there was more to the show afterwards because I thought this was for sure the end of the show. Um... But yeah, I, I I love this. What did you think about it? And what do you think about uh, uh, Owens and, and Reigns, of course, getting the win?
1: I, yeah, you're right. This was the match of the night. This was amazing. This, and you're right. I didn't even think about that. Why didn't Daniel Bryan come out? I was honestly just really enjoying the match. I, you know, God, Kevin Owens is so good and people just knock him all the time because of the way he looks. I'm always like, don't disrespect my man, and obviously Roman Reigns is literally like you said, the best thing going on in WWE television. And can we talk about how his like non-miked promos, like not promos, but his non-miked like audio segments, like his dialogue in the middle of the matches, is so good. Yeah. Like his like tribal shit talking is so fantastic. It makes the matches so much better, and it works because it's the Thunderdome. It works because they're they're in a controlled environment, so to speak. So, like, not only do you have this amazing wrestling going on, where these guys are just putting their bodies on the line, just like the first match, just like with Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles. They're putting their bodies on the line, and then you've got Roman Reigns just absolutely owning the dialogue, just absolutely owning it, and it's just so good. And I tell you what, the, it, just like the first match, there were times where I'm like, oh my God, is Kevin Owens really going to win this? Is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? Like, there were times when I was able to suspend my, you know, what is that,
0: suspend disbelief, my yep.
1: disbelief? in the fact that even though I knew that Roman Reigns was going to win, there were times I was like, no, Kevin Owens could win this. Like, oh my God. Like, there were times I'm sitting there filming my reaction going, Because I'm thinking, I'm going to film Kevin Owens winning the title. Obviously, he didn't. And it was still a fantastic match. And it was so much fun. I just, I don't know. This was great. I have nothing bad to say about this. I don't even care about the whole Daniel Bryan thing. I don't, like, I just thought this was great. I love Kevin Owens. I think Roman Reigns is fantastic. This was so much fun. I really loved it. And I don't know if, I mean, I really did want Kevin Owens to win. But... At the same time, I understand and I respect that Roman Reigns is the guy right now, and he's the head of the table, and he ain't gonna get that taken away from him for a long time. And we're yeah. just gonna have to
0: deal with it. And yeah, exactly. And that's I think that's how it should be. He needs to Roman Reigns. Needs, Roman Reigns needs to beat everybody. Just run through everyone. Make him above everyone else. Make it to where I mean, he's already kind of like Charlotte as far as like always a title holder or challenger yeah. or threat to it but this is your opportunity WWE. yeah I, I don't i don't think he ever necessarily reaches um john cena level or the rock or austin or hogan or anyone like that i just don't think it i just don't think the company itself is popular enough for for that to yeah. happen at the moment um i think you're more likely to to spark something like that through AEW because that company's growing so much that you might be able to like really catch fire with some people but, yeah. <laughs> but the but the the point more so being, this is your chance, WWE, to separate him from everybody else, and in a way that the fans aren't completely fucking rejecting what you're doing. Like every time you try to do this with this guy, you have totally squandered it. Now he's at a point where the fans, because here's the thing, when fans come back, he's probably gonna get a lot of cheers because people like what they're seeing. Yes. Like, WWE needs to be fucking smart about it and do not turn him like now is when you don't turn him like before they were so dead set on. He's not turning heel. He's not turning heel. He's not turning heel. They just kept forcing the, the baby face Roman Roman reigns down our throats and we rejected, rejected, rejected. Now they have given us what we want and we will probably cheer quite, m- probably more than what they want to hear. When fans come back, they're probably going to be like, Oh, we need to turn him face. wait, Just wait. Just let him keep doing what he's doing. Let him beat Goldberg clean. Let him beat Brock Lesnar clean. Let him beat The Rock clean. Let him... uh, Anyone else you want to throw at him. Any other legend or anything along those lines. Any other... uh, The only thing you don't want to do with him is... Because what WWE needs to be doing, and they have a terrible... They have a just awful track record of it. They 50-50 book almost the whole roster. So if they can start building some other people underneath Roman and you're not feeding those people to Roman over and over again, then you have some potential challengers for when you're ready to move on from Roman as the champion. And you can give him someone a big rub by winning. It's almost like the undertaker streak where it's like Brock Lesnar was so the wrong person for that to to break Mm -hmm. the streak. He didn't need it at all. Right? Like Roman reigns is on such a run right now that if you keep him this protected over the next year, whoever beats him is another big star along with Roman. And that's how you do it. You build somebody, you build somebody as bigger than everyone else. And then somebody new beats that person. And now you have two of those people. Like that's yeah. what you, and then, then what you, and this is like the attitude Era. You had Austin. And then because of his popularity and the, the chemistry, you had the rock. And then because they needed more people in that mix, you had McFoley and you had triple H and it's like, and then they were all massive stars. Like,
1: yeah, that star status can bring star status to other people. Can be contagious.
0: Exactly. And the only yeah. problem they have that I have with Brock because I think I like the way that Brock is booked because I do think he is more legitimate than everyone else on the roster because I've seen him do it in the UFC, you know, like there's mm-hmm. there is a, an X factor about Brock Lesnar, but he isn't your future. He's a guy who's there part-time who pretty much squashes everyone he wrestles very rarely ever loses and when he loses he usually disappears for a while then he comes back and just beats that person that he lost to and and he's i mean i'm not saying he's the wrong choice but like use some like use some of your full-timers like that like yeah you know like that's and and that's what they're doing with roman right now i think which is great um dylan uh thank you for joining the chat dude always good to see you in here dylan's wrestling stuff said something in here that I, i agree with as well saying and you did too in the chat says uh owens looks like a fucking monster in that match and they need bruce and Vince to look at him and say that's you know main eventer i totally agree he looked he he looked better in that match than he has since he's been since his nxt run that was like the best he's looked
1: yeah that's true yeah you're right
0: yeah and and dylan's saying daniel bryan versus roman at wrestlemania i can see that too and i think I, I think Roman needs to win. Like Roman should not be losing to anybody for a long time, in my opinion. No. Um, but yeah. If,
1: if Goldberg comes back and beats Roman Reigns, I will be done with WWE. Like I, I, there, it would be very hard to convince me not to watch. Yeah. Or to watch, you know. Right. Like that would just make me. I don't think that they're silly enough to do that.
0: But e- either do I. But the Fiend last year, earlier this year. I was
1: mm-hmm.
0: didn't see that coming either.
1: Well, speaking of the fiend. <laughs>
0: well, speaking of the fiend, yes, this is a great segue <laughs> to the main event of the show. We had a Firefly Inferno match where Randy Orton You
1: you go over I gotta go pee really bad,
0: so I'll be yeah, right back. <laughs> you got it. So Randy Orton defeats the fiend Bray Wyatt in a Firefly Inferno match. And of course the object of this match is to light your opponent on fire, and they made it really clear throughout the whole thing if any any part gets lit on fire that's it match is over and uh basically what winds up happening is Randy Orton is in the mandible claw like the fiend has the mandible claw locked on Randy Orton and then turns around and like his his back lights on fire like he basically lit himself on i he basically lit himself on fire but i guess the argument Argument could also be made that, like, Randy Orton was, like, fighting the Mandible Claw, so it was, like, kind of forcing Wyatt back. I mean, maybe you can make that argument, too. And then, uh, I'm going to definitely wait to hear Jesse's thoughts on all this. But, so The Fiend loses the match, and I could tell throughout the match that this was pre-taped because of the, the camera angles they were using and stuff. And especially when they did the gasoline thing to the uh, to the rocking chair, where, like, that was clearly, like, I'm sure they had to reshoot that multiple times. But then Randy Orton wins the match, the perfect timing, Jesse. So Randy Orton wins the match, and I, as I mentioned, the Fiend has basically beaten himself. Like he yeah, had, he has the man. Okay, okay, perfect. So what I see next is the Fiend like runs into the ring and gets RKO'd. The bell never so
1: cool he's like on fire.
0: Yeah, that was pretty cool. And and the uh, the bell never rings, which is like there's
1: never a call. There's never an announcement
0: confusing and then I see the fiend laying face down just on fire and I was like there's I it's like I know they pre they had to have pre-taped a lot of this but like that looks like like that looks super dangerous. I was like that can't be him. Like that's either a stunt man or something that isn't him. And then they kept showing it like before Orton did what I'm about to mention. And I literally said aloud to my brother I was like, or sorry, to my friend Mike who was over. I was like, I was like, dude, that's a that's a fucking dummy. Like, that's not even a person. That's a dummy. Like, it's pretty clear that that's a body dummy, and and I was like, there's no way they're gonna do what I think they're about to do. And then Randy Orton does exactly what I was thinking, and, and lights the feed completely on fire. engulfs <laughs> the
1: man. And the theme is just Full lame. cremation. We did full cremation. We are in the mausoleum, whatever, the cremation room. Just full barbecue, like Burning Man, fire pit, dropping acid.
0: Just face to face down completely on fire.
1: Oh, God. It's just. Oh, man. That was just. Oh, so great! Like, oh man, I was—I was just like, I was like, all right, I was like, oh, show's God. over, all right. Woohoo, Right, you're just
0: murdering people again. All right, all right. Imagine
1: cool. letting your kids stay up to watch this, like your little ten-year-olds in their John Cena headbands, and their never give up towels, turning this on. And seeing Randy Orton light a demon on fire. Yeah. Like, what is it? I mean, I, I'm not mad. Do not get me wrong. I love this. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if that's the reaction WWE wanted me to have. I don't know if they wanted me to be outraged, disgusted, horrified. Um, but I laughed my ass off. I laughed my ass off so hard that my back started hurting and I thought I was having a heart attack and it was probably just heartburn. Like I threw up in my mouth a little, I was laughing so hard and like, I don't know, man, this was just so funny. Just like, guys, just, Oh God, it's so funny. Just why? Why? And it's like, I really thought the fiend was going to win this one because it just made, to me it made sense. Like, okay, Randy Orton burned his house down. And, or whatever, the compound, the Wyatt compound, you know. Randy Orton just made The Fiend look like an absolute idiot. Beats him at WrestleMania. Yep. Like, we were there.
0: Yeah, with the worms on the ring or whatever. Yeah, with
1: the worms and all that being projected down. And everyone was chanting, that was creepy. <laughs> and, like, that didn't pick up on the TV. But I there were chances of that in my section. But, um, yeah, and it's like made him look like an idiot like i just i don't know i was i was mad about the disrespect for bray wyatt like i don't get like randy orton didn't need that one he didn't need to do that <laughs> like what now like
0: exactly well i
1: mean i guess on raw there was like the whatever alexa bliss came out whatever and i don't know
0: yeah don't know, she was saying i didn't watch it but I, she was saying like the fiend is coming back or whatever
1: he's at the beach <laughs> he's at the beach getting a sun pant. she said that yeah she said that
0: oh my god well she was
1: saying like or she's trying to make fun of it i guess i don't know
0: but. yeah yeah so one thing i'll address real quick is you had mentioned uh you're like what was like what was i supposed to think like when they did that like i don't think that's the w the reaction WWE was looking for out of me Unfortunately, Jesse, the WWE doesn't care about what your reaction is because you lie in a demographic that they're they're not they're not writing to. I think that this was all written for the ten-year-old kids you were just talking about who were gonna see that and be like, "Oh my God, the fiend is when Orton lit the fiend on fire!" Because nobody over the age of like thirteen years old could have watched that and just not been laughing. Like that was so funny. Like I like I. yeah. yeah. I drafted multiple tweets that I didn't send because I like there are enough there are I, I roast WWE fairly often, but there are enough people that follow me that work for the WWE at this point that I don't want to like always be an asshole because every now and then like <laughs> I see people unfollow me and I'm like oh it's because of the thing I fucking said about them on Raw. But <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> happened
1: to me a few times. <laughs> but, but
0: but it's just one of those things where it's like that's that's the whole thing, right? It's like they they just they just aren't writing for us there are certain things about the show that are great because like the roman reigns thing works really well for us but it also works at like a 10 year olds level too like the head of the table and like the whole roman reigns being an evil guy or whatever but this i think was specifically for like because there's 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 no way like like there's no way someone wrote that and was like Oh yeah, the thirty-year-old hardcore fans that are that are complaining about our product—they're gonna see this and be like, "Oh yeah, they're they're turning it all turning it all around now." I'm gonna now I'm gonna tune in the yeah. raw. Yeah,
1: yes, it's hardcore. PG era is dead.
0: Yeah, the attitude <laughs> era is back. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, and that's the thing. Where do you go? Where do you like? If he shows back up on the show, which he will, like,
1: I mean, he needs to have like half his face
0: melted off his cool. mask
1: needs to be like melted that would be so badass
0: but he I also to... I gotta be fair though about this like there have been buried alive matches and that kind of shit too where like they came back like right away like that's I mean I have to be fair with that like Thundertaker has been buried many times and then just come back and there's a lot of parallels between the Fiend character and the the Undertaker character with all like this yeah. supernatural shit but we've never seen somebody just flat out burn to death like that. Like, we've seen people on fire, but we've never seen, like, a complete, like... Yeah. We've seen,
1: like, objects that they're in be on fire. We've never actually seen the person themselves be on fire.
0: Well, we've seen that in Inferno matches, but it's usually, like, an arm. It isn't like their entire fucking their body whole... is engulfed.
1: It's not <coughs> cremation, which is right. what we witnessed on Sunday. Yeah. On the
0: Lord's Day. <laughs> actually, that's funny.
1: <laughs> so
0: but,
1: yeah like but i do think it'd be really cool if like bray wyatt cuts some weight he cut, you know he cuts some weight to look a little like emaciated you know and he like it's like the walking dead people or whatever because you know he's got those connections bray wyatt's got those like makeup connections i mean the guy who made his masks makes all sorts of cool stuff
0: makes the slip masks
1: yeah so like get like the like the half melted face get some like full body zombies looking stuff like decomp like that would be cool i don't know i don't know what i thought alexa bliss was supposed to be taking a break
0: yeah i i don't know i i
1: don't know, I don't know but I, I was shocked to see her back
0: i feel like all they can do like, this is and this is your last chance with this WWE. Like, if anyone ever listens to this, this is, this is your last chance with The Fiend. Because he will come back. And I think that maybe if they do something like that, that could be interesting. They, like, change his look a little bit and play to the fact that he was burned alive. The only thing you can do, I think, to come back from this is he would have to come back. And after this match, he has to be completely unstoppable. Like... Nobody can do moves to him at this point, basically. like If you come back from being cremated, like, okay, you are a complete different supernatural level of being at this point. But, unfortunately, there's this, and there's the Goldberg thing, and there's the Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell DQ thing, and there's all these reasons why they have... Oh no! I
1: read about
0: that. Oh yeah. There's a lot of reasons why they fucked up the fiend up to this point, and like this was really the most. This was really like I, the the Goldberg thing was even worse, I think, because that really just killed his momentum. That
1: was so criminal.
0: Yeah, I agree. That was that was, and then the the re, the the really fucked up thing is, and this isn't on Roman, but like Roman wound up not working WrestleMania, and the whole thing was literally for nothing because then they wound up having to the last second book Braun to so like so the fiend losing goldberg ultimately wound up doing nothing but hurt the fiend it didn't wind up helping anybody long term um at all and yeah so i mean in my mind can they come back from this thing with the fiend no because i already am so low on the character at this point but they
1: buried this character i mean god yeah. that when what was it was it SummerSlam Survivor Series it was SummerSlam in Canada when he debuted his new entrance. Remember how over that was? Yeah. And how everyone was like there's no way they can screw this up. This is amazing. Like and they said challenge accepted. <laughs>
0: yeah, so hold my beer.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like they have monumentally messed up this character. And then like the Hell in a Cell thing was like really the big one for me. Other than Goldberg, that was just so
0: dumb. Yeah.
1: So
0: dumb. Well, that's uh, that's Hell on a Cell, or not Hell on a Cell. That's uh, TLC, y'all.
1: Might um, as well then.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, <clears throat> like me and Jesse said, if y'all are coming in uh, later on in the show, <coughs> excuse me, that uh, we both really enjoyed the show. It was just the ending was really oh, stupid. So good. From top was, to bottom.
1: It was, it was stupid in all the best ways.
0: Yeah, I mean. It's just the that whole thing just is what it is at the end I mean I thought it was very stupid it', it we'll, we'll see where it goes I mean I, to be once again to be totally fair I'm not really watching raw or Smackdown anymore anyways so like this really at the end of the day really won't affect me at all it's just gonna be interesting to see kind of the ratings going forward to see if like even more people stop watching the show because uh, I doubt that this is gonna be something where people heard about this and they're like I've got to tune in now I can't to wait see. To
1: tune in, I gotta see what happens.
0: Exactly, like imagine exp- having, like imagine being around our age and having to explain to like a girlfriend or wife or you know in your case a husband, like that doesn't watch wrestling to be like, oh yeah, I've got to tune in on Monday. I know like you know you're gonna be over making dinner and stuff. Like we gotta watch Raw because the dude at the end of the pay per view got burned alive and he's this guy who looks like a Slipknot character. Like it's gonna be. I got a really, a really, and did you look at you and be like, "What the fuck are you watching?"
1: Watching. <laughs> yeah, like... yeah, no. When we were um, when we were staying with my parents over when it was my daughter's birthday, and we were all in like one room. On that Monday night, I was like, "I'm not watching wrong. I'm I'm sorry, guys. I I can't justify watching this and trying to explain to my parents what the hell's going on because, <laughs> they may." send me away like it was just not worth it
0: <laughs> yeah there's there's so, a level of an embarrassment there that like now if yeah. you're like if you're like 13 years old or younger that's different but like if you're like oh, a, an so adult cool. of any kind it's like it's it is embarrassed i'm not saying not to watch the show i'm just saying like yeah. to watch it was to explain this to a non-wrestling fan or show this to a non-wrestling fan is like what the fuck is this you know
1: yeah yeah I mean, to be fair, it's probably better than half the TV out there. I mean, I don't really watch anything else on TV other than, like, investigation, discovery, like, real-life murders.
0: <laughs> true. True.
1: Sports. And this. <clears throat> so.
0: And to be fair, like, showing any pro wrestling to an outsider is going to look odd. A bunch of guys oiled up in their Speedos. I mean, like, so, so. That's true. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, I like it.
0: Yeah, same here. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, Anyway. Yeah. That, I mean, that's TLC. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about before we talk about the sponsors? Any uh, AEW, um, Impact, Kenny Omega-related stuff? Or and, and this is another reminder of y'all, Super Chat donations. We'll make sure to still address any questions, anything you want us to say, talk about uh, before the end of the show.
1: Yeah, if anyone has a Super Chat with something they want to say or something they want us to talk about, we will talk about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> we won't
1: do anything. And um, not really. I, I will say that the AEW show on Wednesday I thought was pretty weak. I thought it was pretty meh. It was good, but it was just, like, meh. Coming off that one big show it just kind of felt, I don't know, just kind of felt blah.
0: I enjoyed it. I can't remember exactly what all was on the show, but I do remember watching it and, and enjoying the show.
1: Yeah, it was, it was still enjoyable. it wasn't, like, because sometimes it's like, man, they just can't, you know, it's just boom, 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 boom. Always a good episode. This one was just definitely there.
0: Yeah. So. Well, I think that it's really, really interesting what they're doing with them and uh, Impact still. And you've got
1: yeah, you got
0: Genesis coming up on I think the sixth. I want to say is that a Saturday? Uh, the sixth is a Wednesday. Maybe it's no. The sixteenth is hard to kill. I can't remember when Genesis is. It's coming up soon though. Um, <clears throat> and Kenny Omega is going to be wrestling on Hard to Kill on the sixteenth. Um, so that's going to be big. And then they got some good stuff going on with Genesis. And all this stuff going on. So, I mean, I really like what they're doing right now with, with all of that. I would like to see sometime soon more of, like, a... And I'm sure, I mean, I have faith in, in this whole story and the people involved. Like, I'm sure they have, like, a long-term plan. But what I really want to see soon is, like, is like a big, quote-unquote, impact star, like, invade AEW. Like, during a show. Like, there's a... Like there's I a, really
1: thought we were going to get... Um, I thought we were gonna get that last week, and we didn't. I really thought that was gonna
0: happen. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see like Gallows and Anderson popping up. I could, that's what I
1: thought was gonna happen.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see Jay Lethal or not Jay Lethal. Um, Jesus, uh, Jay Lethal's Ring of Honor Tag Team Champion right now. Uh, um, Rich Swan. He like I could definitely see Rich Swan the Impact Champion because that's what the match is gonna be at. Hard that's to kill. That's what Kenny's. Yeah. They got the Bullet Club versus. Motor City, and uh, so I can see Motor City uh, popping up. I mean, there is there's potential. <clears throat> there is so much potential right now with the stuff they got going on. It's um, so much talent too, and yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm just really looking forward to seeing what they do next. Maybe there'll be another big, yeah. something big happen in Genesis, and all the all the AEW paid for by Tony Khan commercials that are showing Those up are on funny. Impact. Yeah, it's great. I love what it's they're great. doing. It's good stuff. Really is. I know it's
1: really game changing, and I really. It is exciting. I like that.
0: Yeah. And Kenny Omega, like, being the belt collector, that's a just a super, super interesting story so right incredible. now. So, yeah. That we'll, is such uh,
1: a good, badass gimmick to go for.
0: Yes. I love it. Yeah, me too. So, uh, so yeah, Jess, if you want to tell everyone what to do, I will uh, get yeah. our sponsors pulled on up and we'll, uh, we'll get on out of here.
1: Yeah, well, I fight the acid coming up into my throat right now.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh man. Pregnancy. Bad. Yeah, dude. It's all... I mean, like, my belly... Um, let me see. It's, like, right here. It's, like, where...
0: Oh, it's, gotcha.
1: It's, like... So, she's, like... Put, like, And she's bigger. She's actually a pound bigger than Scarlett was when she was born already. So... Oh, wow. This is, like... Yeah. So, Scarlett was tiny. And I was, obviously, going through a lot. So, I was in the hospital the whole time. But... So, this is, like... I'm bracing for impact here, speaking <laughs> of impact. Um, anyways, so yeah, if you do, first of all, I wish everybody, if you had a, if you're Jewish or you celebrate that as a Jewish faith, I hope you had a wonderful, safe, happy, and healthy Hanukkah. And for all of my other people, I hope you have, if you celebrate Christmas, I hope you have a fantastic Christmas. I wish you nothing but great things going into the new year. We've had the great conjunction we had the winter solstice we've had a shift we've had we've come into a new age um i think we're in the age of aquarius now or we're dawning into the age of aquarius which is like that song um so this is now is the time to kind of solidify what's happened in your past go into your future with a new intention set your intentions this is the time i don't really want to talk about like oh 2020 was whack and so 2020 needs to be over you know what so what just because it's going to be January 1st doesn't mean that things are going to change. You have to make those changes yourself. And I wish nothing but happiness and positivity and good things to everybody listening and watching right now. And I hope that you have a wonderful time with your families. If you get to see your families, if you don't, my heart is with you. Um, I've learned from being in the hospital. For, I've spent every major holiday multiple times in the hospital. And I've learned that it's not about the date of the time that you're celebrating it's not if you're not celebrating exactly on Christmas that's okay it's about the feeling and the and the sense of togetherness and I think that's the most important thing so don't try not to be sad if you can't be with your family on this Christmas just embrace it the next time that you have it and um so I wish everyone a very very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year I mean we'll probably see you guys before then (laughs) I think yeah yeah we will so Um, Yeah, but I we love the chat. We love everybody in the chat if you could please if you really like being in the chat We like having the people in the chat Please do consider giving this video a thumbs up. It really does help us out in the algorithm It gets YouTube to recommend this video to a whole bunch of people that are like-minded Just like you and I and everybody else in the chat and we love that and we want that So please do consider giving this video a thumbs up share it if you want to recommend this to anybody We would love that Um, If you haven't already, please do consider subscribing to the channel. We go live. We try to go live every, like, Tuesday, but then sometimes things come up. Like with Steven, he was dealing with some COVID issues throughout the week, so we kind of held it off to today. And basically the only way to, like, know for sure if we're going live is to follow us on Twitter or to subscribe to the channel where you'll get an alert when we do go live. So please do subscribe and give this video a thumbs up.
0: Yes. And I echo all those sentiments about the holidays to everybody. Happy happy Hanukkah. That's already passed. Um, Happy uh, Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas. Anything that you might celebrate. And even if you aren't religious, which I'm not, by the way, I celebrate Hanukkah kind of out of tradition because my mother was Jewish and it's kind of for her. Um, But my family gets together for Christmas Eve. We're not doing that this year because (laughs) I've missed the top of the show. My brother does have covid at the moment so we're going to do all our stuff next week and uh but me and jesse are planning on being back here hopefully on tuesday to do a year-end review and award show so we're going to be doing like talking about the best matches of the year best wrestlers you know uh stuff predictions for next year like stuff you know that we can see happening next year and stuff so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're planning on doing that next week on Tuesday. But like Jesse said, make sure you're following both of us on Twitter and subscribe so that you know for sure when we are going live. Uh, my Twitter is fight talk underscore F I G H T T A L K underscore. Jesse's is j e s s i t h e b u c k e y e. And I'll put that up on the screen here in just a minute for everybody. After I talk about the great sponsors of our show. So first we have music city toys and collectibles. If you are into Action figures, DVDs, autographs, um, any kind of wrestling memorabilia at all. Old magazines, whatever it is. Music City Toys and Collectibles has got your hookup. I get a lot of my action figures through them, and I say this all the time. They're nice people. They're easy to do business with. Very, very fair prices. Almost every time, they destroy the price that I see on eBay for similar items. So check them out. I know they have some stuff coming up. Um, They're going to be doing a holiday raffle which is pretty awesome this what's all what's all here so this is a that is an old ovw uh wow that's kind of wild it's like an old ovw program yeah 2000 2000 christmas program signed that's by it's really cool yeah, so this is signed by jim ross the big show deborah kane and uh chris penwa um and uh yeah but anyway, the you it's only ten dollars an entry, and that's a pretty sweet, uh pretty sweet gift. And then uh they have a whole bunch of other stuff on here too. they they do uh mystery boxes, they're doing uh they just got a whole bunch of Funko Pops as you can see there. They're giving up for a big 2021, so support them because they support us. That is Music City Toys and Collectibles. Follow them on all social media. Also, shout out to WrestleRumble.com. We got a new Raffle coming up for $1. So, only $1 entries. We have three prizes. So, hypothetically speaking, for $3, you can win all three of these. It is a Macho Man Randy Savage-themed raffle, which I love. Uh, For those of you who listen to my stuff, I credit Randy Savage for being my first ever favorite pro wrestler. He was, like, the guy who... Like Hulk Hogan's like how I found out about wrestling and Randy Savage is the reason that I like stuck with it and became a massive fan. It was mainly because of Macho Man Randy Savage back in the early mid-90s. So yeah, really, really big fan of what they're doing here. First place in this raffle is going to be a Macho Man Legacy Championship belt, which you can see here on the screen. If you're listening audio, obviously you can't, but it's basically a old the WWF title that is uh, customized with randy savage's logos and stuff like that really cool um second place is going to get an undertaker 30th anniversary belt which is the same kind of idea it's the same winged eagle championship belt that he held when he was the WWF champion but it has like an undertaker uh style to it it looks a little different has some of his logos has a black strap that kind of stuff and then third place is going to be a mystery belt so don't know what that's going to be yet obviously but if you know WrestleRumble.com at all, you know that they bring the heat when it comes to these giveaways. They have just awesome prizes, and this is no different. This is gonna be, I believe, right after the Rumble. So you yep, have the Solemn Monster on YouTube on Sunday, November, sorry, Sunday, January the 24th. Um, right after the Royal Rumble, Solid Monster will do the live drawing for this. And <clears throat> I'd imagine, I don't know this for sure, but um, for those of you who don't know the history, Wrestle Rumble actually started because of the Royal Rumble a handful of years back, um, and that's where the name like Wrestle Rumble kind of comes from. So I I guess that they're gonna have an actual pick 'em contest for this too, where you'll pick like winners and losers, and winners and losers, and like entry spots in the Rumble and all that kind of stuff too. Um, so keep <coughs> keep you know up to date and stay posted on all this stuff uh, because I'd imagine there's more things coming from Wrestle Rumble uh, before the Royal Rumble. So, check it out, WrestleRumble.com, and follow them on Twitter, at WrestleRumble, to stay up to date with all their contests. And last but never least, my brother, talked about him quite a bit today, Brian Jensen, currently battling COVID-19 at home. Uh, So, yeah, give him a follow, wish him well. His Instagram is BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. And, um, yeah, if you want to, you know, when he's back healthy, which should hope, I mean, he already feels fine, but... Hopefully, you know, in like ten days or whatever, he'll be back, back to normal, doing his thing. He can help you reach your goals, whether you are learning how to throw hands, get in better shape, want to learn self defense, if you want to uh, compete at an amateur or professional level in in boxing, mixed martial arts, kickboxing, any of that kind of stuff. Even if you are just dealing with neurological issue and of any age, you know, no discrimination whatsoever. Age, gender, race, any kind of issue you may be dealing with, whatever it is. Brian will help you, whatever your goals are. He is a part owner of Steel Bossing and Athletics, which is a gym in Atlanta, Georgia. He also works with nonprofit Parkinson's foundations. I work with them as well on the technical side. Like a lot of what I do, uh, kind of my day job or whatever, part of that is uh, to do the websites for the LBDF and the YOPD, which are both Parkinson's related that my brother's involved with. Um, so. He can help you in person with this stuff, in his gym, at your business, in a park, wherever is easiest for you. And if you're not anywhere near or you just want to keep social distancing, you can do a Skype call or Zoom call with him anywhere in the world. He can help you out. And uh, yeah, like I said, that goes from anything from just staying in shape all the way through you have Parkinson's disease and you are having some issues with your motion. He can help you with these things. He is 100% certified in all of this stuff. So check it out, give them a follow. Once again, BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Hit up Brian Jensen to get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. And once again, we are thinking of you, Brian, and hopefully you are feeling good as new, you know, really soon. I'll be talking to him right after the show. So we'll see, uh, we'll get an update here in a minute. Um, and along with all other sponsors, just like Brian, if you tell them that me and Jesse sent you their way, I promise you, you get a really, really, really good deal on whatever you're trying to do. I mentioned it a second ago. I keep all my stuff updated on Twitter at fight talk underscore. That's F I G H T T A L underscore. Got it up on the screen for y'all. I do the fightful select weekender podcast every Sunday for fightful This, um, and shout out to fightful. Um, they just, I'm not going to say the number, but they just sent me over a bonus for the year, which was very, very nice of them. Great people over there at fightful.com. And, um, I'm very happy to be a part of the, uh, the team. This weekend, I'll be doing, <clears throat> similar to me and Jesse's show, this upcoming week, I'll be doing a um, a award show. And it's going to cover the stuff that I mainly cover on the show. So it's going to be awards based on um, independent wrestling, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, MLW, NWA, stuff all within those categories. So some stuff that's kind of lesser talked about on most podcasts that's a really good place to know my thoughts on the best of the whole year when it comes to basically everything outside of AEW and WWE. There will be a little bit of that stuff thrown in because of association. Like, for instance, I'll give you a spoiler, like my comeback wrestler of the year this year was Eddie Kingston. And the reason being, he was on the independents like forever, and he did some stuff with NWA but he or i can't remember if i as the comeback or more of like a i have him and orange cassidy as like comeback and breakout style wrestlers people that on the indies we were rooting for but now they're with aew and they've really blown up so like we're going to talk about that kind of stuff i'll be talking about who i think had the best years uh people who like wrestled over the collective weekend people who are currently in impact wrestling all that kind of stuff so it's going to be a lot of fun that's at fightfulslight.com this sunday I do video edits for all things MMA on YouTube. I know I have at least two more videos that haven't been released so far for them that should be coming out any day now. might already be out at the time of this recording. Don't know. Um, so check all that stuff out. And, of course, subscribe to this Fight Talk podcast feed. If you're listening to the audio version of this, this is <clears throat> I put all the audio of me and Jesse there. I do an MMA show with my friend John Mosley every Monday. And I do extra interviews with wrestlers promoters fighters all that kind of stuff too so that's right here on the fight talk podcast feed if you're listening to the audio version you can subscribe that helps a lot subscribing following all that stuff and five star reviews any kind of rating system they have good ratings good reviews help out a ton jesse i'll pass it on over to you and i'm gonna get jesse's <laughs> uh jesse's twitter pulled up right here
1: or <laughs> something okay so yeah um also you know to Steven's brother. Well wishes. Go wish him well. We really hope that he gets better. We don't like to see anybody be sick, especially with the, the, the Rona. So best wishes to your bro.
0: Thank you. And, I will relay uh, the message.
1: Yes. <clears throat> checking in and I will keep checking in. Right. Um uh, if you obviously on my Twitter, my Twitter is the best way to see like live tweets and how I feel about things. Um J E S S I T H E B U C K E Y E. That is where you can find everything. My Instagram is private. My Facebook is private. So don't try and add me on those. I won't. May block you if you try. uh, Just because I I just keep all that stuff personal. So that's the best way to reach me. But if you do want to like DM with me, if you want to like talk with me and see more of me, I do have an OnlyFans. OnlyFans.com slash JesseTheBuckeye. That is the best way to, if you want to talk with me on the daily go there because I'm going to answer you and I'm probably going to do a voice memo. I always talk because I feel like it's more real. I don't know. Typing is just kind of meh and sometimes things can be miscommunicated when you type them out.
0: Yes. So I just like to
1: talk. So I always do voice um, messages and everything like that over there to literally everyone that messages me and it's every day. And if it's not, there's only been one time when I've never, when I didn't post on that day. And then I like post some extra content for fun to make up for that. So, Yes, that is the best way to reach me and it's the best way to support me independently um, and my family. Because as you guys know, it's uh, growing another human right now.
0: Bun in the oven.
1: Yes. She's cooking. Not like Bray though, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, yeah, she's moving and grooving and so that does really help support me. But the other way to support me and Steven is through this beautiful YouTube channel. So please tell your friends, tell your family, tell your mother, your father, your grandpas, your uncles, your cousins, if they're into wrestling, that is, or whatever. And, you know, give this video a like, subscribe, and yeah, that's how you can support us. And thank you for supporting us, and thank you for watching this, and thank you for being there, and thank you for being amazing and being so cool. It's such a refreshing light on this year, so yay.
0: Yay, and hey, pizza code, put that out there.
1: Yes, okay, so you only have until the 31st. So, yeah, so uh, I have a Papa John's pizza code. It's, oh, my daughter was just running around with a bag. Um, yeah, okay, it's jessi 25 5 papajohns.com. 25% off your Papa John's pizza order. It's a really good deal. You can use it till December 31st. Let them know, Jesse25, 25 Get yourself a deal on some pizza, since you've probably spent all your money on presents. Help yourself out you've been working hard you deserve to have pizza mm. delivered to you yes um click of the mouse and pop in the house god bless
0: 25 percent off is a fucking good deal yeah
1: like, it's a really good deal
0: speaking of presents you want to see what i got my brother i haven't been able to like, give it to him yet.
1: yeah i hope he's not watching
0: oh he knows oh, what it is cool. you know he knows what it is it oh, took it took so long to get here that he eventually found out because of, like, it, oh. like i kept i was checking over and over but uh oh. Yeah, this is a pretty cool. I don't know if you can tell. This is a signed Randy oh, Moss. What? Starting lineup that some, some some dude got signed in in September sixteenth of two thousand. But yeah, it's like this. Not it's like his rookie action figure, and you can see at the top he's got the best wishes, Randy Moss. So and Brian collects. That's amazing. He collects sports autographs. Randy Moss is his Grail signature. Randy Moss and and, oh, Muhammad, oh. and Muhammad Ali are his two Grail signatures. Muhammad Ali is like insanely yeah. fucking expensive. Like it's just too. Yeah, especially now. Yeah. Yes, um, but Randy and Randy Moss is very expensive as well. But I got I got yeah. a good deal on this, and he um he has a signed Sugar Ray Leonard starting lineup that he can now have a collection of signed starting lineups for his favorite that's so uh, athletes. Sweet. So, so Aww,
1: that's awesome.
0: I was very happy about, it and I knew you'd like it because you you appreciate football. Yeah.
1: So. I
0: love Randy Moss. He's a legend. Yes, 100.
1: So especially for (laughs) y'all.
0: Yes. Oh yeah, I still wear his jersey on a lot of Sundays. I have. What about Chris Carter? I love Chris Carter too. Um, I I don't own his jersey. The only jerseys I still have that still fit are I got a Randy Moss jersey, and I have an Anton Winfield jersey, who was our cornerback for like Mm ten seasons. Yeah. Um, and I still wear those a lot, but uh. But yeah, Chris Carter, absolute legend, Absolutely. That was that was the best days of being a Vikings fan. Was Chris Carter, Randy Moss, um, you know, had uh, Robert Smith in the backfield, and and Dante Culpepper and Randall Cunningham, depending on the year. And yeah, that was those were good times to be a Vikings fan. You like Even, Chris
1: Carter because he's a Buckeye, so.
0: Well, there you go. Well, he's I, honestly, <clears throat> in my opinion, he's one of the best five receivers ever. Like, yeah, I mean, he's and same with Randy Moss. Oh. I think they're probably both in there. I'm a little biased, but. You know. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, Chris Carter's great. So anyways, yeah. thank y'all for uh sticking around this long. We yeah. appreciate it. And uh yeah, we hopefully we'll be back here on Tuesday to have an award show for y'all and we'll Yay. our award show will mainly be like AEW and WWE based. So Yeah. It may be a little impact thrown in there. We'll see. But maybe we'll see. Yeah. We'll uh we'll I look forward to that. So we'll see y'all next week. Ha- Merry Christmas, happy holidays.